0: Placement, not passing in a blur at 200 miles per hour, and in the middle of the whole metal, the carbon sits flesh and blood. These are the masters of speed. This is Formula
1: One. This is Formula One. Welcome to the Light Let's Go F1 podcast review of Imola. Uh, This is part of the season ticket on Dougie Sane Radio. And this week, I'm joined by the dream team of Adam Knight and Rich Mason. Say hello, guys.
2: Hello, how are you doing? How are you doing, guys? You all right?
1: Yeah, very well. Thank you very much, mate. You?
2: Excellent. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: And Adam, we're recording this today on
0: election day for you over in the States. Yeah, it is. Big day. Big day.
1: Exciting times, but we won't go into that let's uh (laughs) let's let's leave that alone right okay so again this week like it's been quite a lot this season um we're going to a track that we don't usually go to for f1 which obviously creates its own challenges excitement etc um and it had the added one this week of being a reduced practice weekend which made things Quite interesting, it always does, and I think me and Rich spoke about that last week. Where there certainly is a case for reducing practice, and on a few podcasts that I've listened to before, people seem to start talking about this, and there seems to be quite a bit of noise about this. So what do you make of that? Yeah, all about it.
2: Yeah, mm. I think it, I think it produced a very uh, a very very interesting uh, quality day on Saturday, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it probably favoured a few drivers who've been on that circuit before, but. You know, we're only talking Kimi Raikkonen. I think the last time it was run at Imola was yeah, quite some time ago. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, it was, uh, it was, it was all fun and games. Well,
1: Rich, funny enough, so, saying that about uh, Kimi Raikkonen. So, I saw a funny meme in the week. It made me laugh, and I can talk you through it. It basically said that the last time Formula One raced at Imola was in 2006, and the last time we raced there, Stroll was seven. Norris was 4 and Kimi Raikkonen was 5th <laughs> 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 which, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> I like,
2: that. Yeah, I I
1: like cons- that I
2: was concerned that a uh, describing a meme wasn't going to work but no, that one did I'll give no, you that. it No perf- it
1: perfectly it yeah. perfectly works <laughs> yeah I
0: quite like that that's fr- that's fantastic
1: <clears throat> but um there, there there you go so as i say we we've been back to um Imola this year um it always seems to fill people, and, and, and particularly me as well, uh, with nostalgia, um, just because it's, it's a proper old school track, but you had that fateful day in 94, where you had Ronan Ratzenberger and Ayrton Senna, um, both, you know, dying at the track, well, it was on, a, on the track, which it was... was a, um, it was a
2: pretty pretty disastrous, well, it was a poignant weekend all around that ninety one. I mean, we don't forget you had Rubens Barrichello that's right, yeah. practice on the Friday, which was a horrific accident, uh, he broke his nose and and all the rest of it, and that sort of almost set the tone. And, and you're right, yeah. Roland Ratzenberger on the Saturday, and 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 Senna on the Sunday, which was just
1: yeah. I mean that that race carried on to 2006, but there was always that sort of feeling around around that race, and you know we haven't been back there since. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, I, I, it, it was it was brought up some interesting feelings going back there, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I'll tell you what, I was watching the, um, the Sky TV coverage, and it, it clearly has had a huge lasting effect on Martin Brundle. Yeah. His, comment- his commentary was, was, was heavily um, uh, uh, affected by it. And certainly, he, he still apparently is carrying an awful lot of anger about the way that race weekend was handled. Because I don't know if you watched the, the same feed. I'm sure you did. You know, he he, yeah. he pulled up and he said, he, said he, he actually said the one thing that still makes me mad to this day is we had to drive past a pool of it, a pool of his blood on the track for 55 laps.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is awful, isn't it? Yeah. Awful. Yes.
1: So um, anyway, as I say, so we're back at imla You know, it's a proper old school track. You've got uh, walls close by. You've got gravel traps. You know, the, there's no wide runoff areas. So it was it was it was exciting times for 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 a track like that, and it was good to see them enforcing track limits again. Um, I know in practice there were plenty of. Um, uh, uh, laps uh, deleted. In fact, in I think it was so. So in in the Saturday morning practice, it was only Lewis Hamilton who didn't have a a a lap deleted. And because they again a bit like last year, they changed one of the limits on on, on one of the corners just to extend it slightly. Um, and Lewis, funny enough, apparently asked why, and the steward said, "Well, because everyone's got a track to, a, a time deleted." And Lewis said. I haven't. Just I haven't. Get
2: him, <laughs> yeah. Just get him to drive
1: within the limits, which, you know, it, it is my philosophy. Just get him to drive within the limits. But
2: Exactly. Exactly. He've, uh, he's, he's, he's been, he might well be now be a listener. You never know, Dan. He could be listening. He was listening to you last week. You had another little rant about track limits, and he's thinking, no. Oh. That fellow has got a point.
1: So that's uh, so. who is that now? So that is uh, Valtteri Bottas, uh, Max Schmitts, and Hamilton, who you think now listen to this podcast. Is that right? I think
2: we think so, yeah, definitely.
1: <coughs> you think so, yeah, okay, we maybe. Think so.
2: We've not got it confirmed yet, but you never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. So into quality. So So, um, well, Valtteri Bottas beat Hamilton to pole, which was a great result, really. Um, but it kind of feels like it's
0: way too little too late isn't it yeah I'd i think that. yeah i think so i mean i uh, yeah, and again again, it, it, again he, he can't translate it can he you know yeah it just um i mean even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while so what are you going to do
1: yeah i completely
2: agree, completely agree. Yeah, How about I've, you, Rich? I've, well i've said you know on a saturday valtteri is blisteringly quick he just is. He's a very, very, very good qualifier. There is absolutely no doubt. The man is fast and talented, um, and yeah, he clearly absolutely knitted it together on on, on Saturday and produced a great lap. I had a challenging circuit. I mean, we forget how yep. how narrow Imola is. I mean, we saw the amount of overtaking there. Perhaps wasn't at the weekend, but it, you know, it did show that it's you know when when the drivers were interviewed afterwards, it's a it's a it's a challenging track to drive. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it was interesting to see just how much it's, it's um, the, the cars have evolved since 2006. When you look at, you know, I'm like, okay, yes, I know they've removed this uh, one of the chicanes since then, but the lap times 2020 compared to the last time we were there in 2006, it didn't actually look particularly good during that the, the practice day. It was it was it was certainly boding for an extremely boring race because not only what well, is you know, is the track so narrow? It seemed like the cars were just the the added downforce was just sending them around the track so fast. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the uh, they were reckoning that, that it was uh, going to be 62% full throttle, and yeah. actually and, and actually Merck, Merck came out and said Nah, it's 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 at least 70.
1: <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> I mean, obviously next year they're they they're putting plans into place to begin to reduce the um the the uh, effects. So you know uh, the cars are changing, and it, it should be slightly easier to follow. And then come twenty twenty two with the rule changes. Hopefully, then you know cars can actually follow and actually properly race rather than sort of going around on rails really. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Red Bull. Um. So they had. Uh. Uh. Well, in qualifying two, Max Verstappen. So he ready to go out, and suddenly his car doesn't start. Apparently, it's a spark plug uh, problem that needs changing a spark plug. And normally, a 15 minute that's, change. That's a 15 right? minute change, yeah. And Quali 2 is only 15 minutes long in total, and mm. he needs to get out at least five minutes before. Um, and they pulled out all the stops, didn't they? What do, you, yeah. what do you make of that? I mean, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it's was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, they, they said 15, 15 minute spark plug change, and they were done in five. Was
1: it five minutes? Was it in the end? It was, yeah, yeah,
0: five minutes. They were done. In. I mean, it's it's outstanding. And then on top of that, they have what I think seven sub two second pit stops they this season all- alone yeah. so far.
2: Absolutely, Adam. They did. I mean, what do you expect from the team who pulled out a one point eight second pit? stop? <laughs> that's <just> <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> it's insane. It's insane.
2: They are very. They are the, They are the most well drilled engineering squad on the pit lane. I think. I mean,
1: probably. you know, it, in the in the early 2010s obviously you know they won four championships you know the, that team is still you know a a a, a recent championship winning team no exactly 100% i mean merk of the, and and it, and it also shows what a fantastic job mercedes have made mercedes have done mm-hmm. um I, i'll come on to it in a bit but obviously you know they won their seventh championship and consecutive championship which which is just amazing and you know when you have got other teams like red bull there it's it, it it's no mean feat really um Lance Stroll. I mean, I'll we'll come on to his race where, when we get onto the race, but he was fifteenth again. I mean, I just I don't know what he's doing on the grid.
2: The face palm cannot be big enough for the boy Stroll. He had two incidences this weekend. That yeah. I mean the 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 overrunning the pit box, and um, I don't know how you know how much the uh, the jack man suffered in terms of he looked like he was limping pretty badly. And that was quite simply, oh, my tyres are cold. Wow, well, really? He'd have thought. Yeah, um, you, know, right. you know, he'd been on a, he, he, you know, he'd been on the uh, behind the safety car and whatnot. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw there is some footage. Um, and and this may you may want to come onto this in the race. I don't know, but when the guys were unlapping themselves, now to be fair, I believe they were instructed to unlap themselves at pace because obviously they've got to get back behind the train. Yeah. Um, but but Lance got. Quite close to some marshals at near enough. Did he? Yeah, race speed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't see that. Why? Well, the, the Vettel, Vettel was sent round. Um, and if you watch, there is some footage. Vettel was sent round in the same manner because uh, he kind of was down the back of the grid. Um, but he, you know, when he came round and he saw the marshals, he slammed the anchors on and was and was very gave them a wide berth. And he was on the radio saying, "Guys, there's marshals. We need to get the marshals off. If you're sending us round at pace to yeah. catch up the train, you get these marshals off." Strong yeah. on the other hand, from what I can see, couldn't really care less. Didn't really mention a comment on it and got very he got really quite close. Have a look at uh, as I say, there is some footage. Yeah, I'll take a look about, at that. Twitter footage um and it's yeah it's pretty uh that's it's pretty, pretty dangerous cool. so i think there's a, there's a couple of things around them being released and, and the overall uh safety protocols on track but lance stroll should have you know he should have reacted in a slightly different way than he did again he's just sort of you know all oh, well, the guys have told me to go around so that's what i'll do he just
0: doesn't seem to be aware of anything does he, he does no, no to, uh, and, really and i'll tell that. you what his and his, his radio messages are becoming more and more like a spoiled little rich boy too where yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's more and more is nothing's his fault? Everything is is there some reason or wherewithal for you know, yeah why this is now happening? And that that's they're definitely becoming more of a theme I've noticed as well. Mm. It's, it's just blame here, blame there.
1: Unfortunately, fellas, as long as uh, Lawrence Stroll's bank account still allows it, he's going to be in F1 for a while. Unfortunately, so you know, yeah. be t- at least it gives us stuff to talk about.
2: You know, well, this is true. <laughs> there you
1: go. Okay, and then we had Mr. Saturday himself, George Russell, qualifying in 13th, again ahead of Vettel. Yeah. Absolutely amazing performance. Uh, we will come on to what happened to him in the race a, a bit later. I've, I've got a bit on that, which was absolutely heartbreaking. But, um, yeah, on, on a Saturday, absolutely delivered again.
0: Yeah, 30, 34 zero against his teammate in qualifying. Yeah,
1: that man, he, he really is a talent. He really is a talent.
2: Um, yeah,
0: yeah but, but, but is he, is he going to be on the grid next year?
2: Wow. Yeah, he's confirmed. I mean, right? Confirmed at Williams now, isn't he for next year? Oh
1: yes, I think it was confirmed this week. Actually, I think yeah. it was confirmed. It was because yeah, yeah, there was there was talk of Perez, obviously you know possibly ending up there. I'm pretty sure it was confirmed this week that that he will be there next year.
0: Yeah. Oh okay, I I didn't hear that because go I I don't think going into the weekend it wasn't confirmed, was it? Maybe it was. I have to go back and check that.
1: Yeah, I think then. it was like Thursday, Friday. I think.
0: Oh okay, okay, fair, fair enough. Sure. yeah, I did I didn't hear that. Oh well, thank goodness for that, because yeah. I know he he had given a. He had given um, a, a conference during the week when he was asked about it, and he said nothing was confirmed. But funnily enough, he said Toto Wolf has promised me I'll be on the grid next year.
1: Yeah, and obviously that um, carries a lot of uh, weight.
0: <laughs> right, do you think in the prime especially class. especially when he might not be right? Yeah, wow. Toto, Toto yeah. may or may not be there next year, but he's already he's making promises to drivers because obviously, yeah, we know where George is going to end up eventually, right? But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I don't think they're gonna make the same mistake that they did with Ocon, where you know they they keep him out of the sport for a year and then end up. I, don't no, I
2: think they the I think they've learned their lesson there, Adam. You're quite right. You know you've yeah. got to got to keep the drivers in the cars, and then the yeah. amount of, you know, potential testing that they're not gonna have because nobody knows what's right. going with coronavirus and everything. You know they've got to give him all the opportunities, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, great great Saturday job from George Russell again, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and then you had Gasly in fourth again. I mean, what, uh, um,
0: that, he's a fantastic I mean, again, driver. Again, yeah. again, ahead of Albon. Yeah, 100%. Who, who again suffered with track limits. Again, only qualified in sixth. Just, yeah. It, unbelievable. It, I mean,
1: it just shows what that Red Bull car, you know, set up for Max is, isn't good for, for many drivers. Because he looked like a terrible driver last year. Albon looked mm-hmm. like a terrible driver this year. Both of them are very good drivers. And Gaz is proving it in an Alfa right now. Yeah, And, yeah. I mean, that Alpha Tauri car
0: actually not a bad car is it Quick. not a bad car at all it's really you come up the season yeah and i and i think if you've got someone like Gasly in the car who's who's just driving out of his skin right now and may and and hopefully has the um the leadership qualities to go along with it and you know is is perhaps becoming more of a developmental driver right is giving is giving the feedback is giving the engineers what they need to hear i mean they could they could go from strength to strength
1: yeah
2: they could, they could absolutely. He was, um, it was, it was just such a shame he, he wasn't able to DNF on the Sunday. Oh, uh, I was, yeah, I was. If saw, how, and
1: I think every Formula One fan in the world at that point just yeah. dro- dropped their head and just thought, oh, yeah. what a shame.
2: Well, I think we were quite yeah. a bit of a spectacle. We saw how good Daniel Kvyat was. He was, mm. he was flying as well. He had a great weekend. He
1: had a great weekend. Yeah, Kvyat
2: had a great weekend, and and you know you can only imagine if Gasly was in the mix as well. He, you know he'd have he been up there challenging for the uh, that third place.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, do you think Gaz is on for Driver of the Year?
0: He's got to be. He is in my book. I, yeah, I think I,
2: he. I think he's fantastic. But in the year that Lewis surpasses Schumacher's record, I mean, yeah, that's at, fair. That, the midpoint of the race. I mean, race, Lewis is
1: driving supremely. Agree. Yeah,
2: the midpoint of the race when he banged in basically four quality laps. Yeah. It was astonishing. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. astonishing. <laughs> Once again, right after he complained that his, his tires were going off. Yeah, exactly. He, he is the greatest sandbagger when it comes to that BS in the world. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my tires are gone. My tires are gone. Oh, he's going to pit. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going. In yeah. fact, he actually he actually came across the radio. Did you hear him when he said, "I'm going for it. Don't stop me."
1: Yeah, don't yeah. stop me. Yeah, don't pick me. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So yeah, so so in quality, so you know, um, round the the top ten, so you had you had Bottas on pole, Hamilton second, Sappin third, Gazi fourth, Ricardo fifth, uh, Albon sixth, Leclerc seventh, Kvyat eighth, Norris ninth, and Signs tenth. So those McLarens are there, are there about still. Um, then. Their um, aero philosophy change in the last couple of uh, weeks is still holding them back a little bit at the moment. But I think, as I said, they've got um, room for further development, particularly into next year. So we should yeah, I so. see them uh, getting a bit better soon. So be- before we come on to the race, so any roundup of a little bit of news. Um, so as the F1 uh, circus is, is, is going around, you've got the uh, spectre of um, Fernando Alonso still testing the Renault car and getting his eye back in ready for next season. Me, uh, I mean, myself, I know Rich knows, and I know my brother knows, a massive Alonso fan. I am ecstatic about having him back on the grid. And it's just amazing just just to know that he's out there in a Formula 1 car right now, just pounding around tracks, getting his eye back in.
0: Yeah. I uh, I saw it. It was good. It was actually good to see him um, being interviewed in the pre-race show too on, yeah. uh, on Sunday. That was very good. And he definitely, he looked just just very very relaxed totally focused yeah you know, he looked like he was going to come back meaning business i think he came back you know understanding where he's going to come back on the grid and what it's going to take to to move it up there but um i didn't i i didn't realize they were bringing the blue back alpine yeah alpine sports yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that's 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 going to be a, a nice to see that kind of that retro library it'll be good
2: and I think yeah. seeing, seeing where Ricardo ended up on the Sunday, you know, Alonso's going to be quite buoyed that he's going to be coming in on a car that hopefully will be able to challenge for podiums almost straight off the bat. Yeah,
1: yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, so there was another story, and I don't know what to make of this, because I think it came out of comments from what uh, Lewis Hamilton said. So there's been a few stories about, you know, because obviously he hasn't signed a new contract at Mercedes yet, and Toto Wolf hasn't signed a new contract yet. And there's been a few stories the last day or so saying... Will Lewis actually be on the grid Next year Is he going to sign a contract Or is he going to walk away from the sport what, um, So Rich If I come to you first what what, what what? do you
0: reckon
2: I don't think I think this is part of the usual Kind of annual contract Shenanigans I think there's 40 million reasons Per annum That he will want to remain On the grid next year And Yeah Uh, I I think it's, uh, Toto is a bit, I saw the, I watched the Channel 4 um, sort of uh, highlights coverage and uh, Toto was interviewed and he talked about you know, everybody has a shelf life, and and he's. I think he's looking at trying to step into more of a sort of a CEO type role at Mercedes as opposed to being there every weekend. Well, he's
1: almost he's almost looking at the Nicky Lauda role, isn't yeah,
2: he? Yeah, Lauda was there. I mean, the point was made to him is like, yeah, but Lauda was there every weekend pretty much as well. So, um, he, I think I think whilst Toto is being a little non-committal, I think Lewis is probably taking that same line. Oh, well, I might be here, might not. I I think given the the, the standstill in regulations for next year, pretty much, I know there are some minor tweaks and changes. Um, Lewis, I've I've said it for a while. I I think he will want to see if he can chalk up world championship number eight. Um, You know, number seven is bar anything majorly catastrophic and coronavirus is catastrophic. So let's hope that doesn't happen. He should be on his seventh title this year. Um, And, you know, he's already surpassed Schumacher's record of Grand Prix wins, you know, to to put it, to put clear, clear blue water, clear distance between those championship records. It's got to be on his radar, finish on a hundred plus Grand Prix wins, eight titles. I could see him potentially going at the end of 21 if he's starting to talk about it now. Um, But I I think think next year, I think he needs to, I think, I think he'll have one more spin of the dice, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's
0: fair, Adam. Who knows what's on in his mind. Yeah. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I I think it's I think it's all part exactly as Rich said, I think it's part of the shenanigans. And in fact, um again, uh, I saw a different interview with Toto over the weekend and he was asked about Lewis and he said, "Oh yeah, don't worry. He he'll, he he said he'll yeah, absolutely right that, he'll, he'll he'll absolutely be on the grid next year. and We just need to get it." And then that's when I think Again, you know, Lewis doing what Lewis does and he, you know, his own contract negotiation, he's probably just floating, floating the idea out there just to make people think twice again so that he's not going into those negotiations with the underhand because, I like, mean, you know, Mercedes are just saying, well, of course, you're going to come back here next year because yeah. of course you want, because of course you want world championship number eight. And of course, that ours is the only car you're going to be able to do it in. Yeah. that's so yeah there's yeah, clearly a point.
1: you know he hasn't signed yet there's clearly a couple of sticking points in the in, in the contract that he hasn't done yet and the way i saw it was yeah he's just applying contract pressure he's just he's just saying you know we've in at the last talks we had you know you're not bowing down to a couple of points um guess what i might walk away from the sport and then a thinking yeah all right okay you know
2: I, I, I to be fair i i do wonder if he wants a break clause at the end of 21 because that's when the regs change and Maybe he'll be looking at that, going, "Well, look, Mercedes have been absolutely all over it. Alonso's not coming back to the sport just for just for you know to go around and pick up some money. Um, You know, maybe he wants to be able to change teams yet again for 22. If if it looks like if it looks like somebody else is going to get the jump, you know,
1: imagine that Alonso and Hamilton in a Renault together
0: in an Alpine. Sorry,
1: that would be amazing. (laughs) I can't see it happening, but that would be.
0: No, I I I honestly think the only other team. The only other team Hamilton would go to would be Ferrari. And there's not a seat at Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Right. That's yeah. right.
1: So you had the Alfa Romeo cars uh, tie up their seats. So there's no space there anymore. So Raikkonen and Giovinazzi uh, both there for next year. Um, just a couple of, other, couple of other quick points. So Ocon, you know, is he actually performing this year? I had high hopes for him coming back to the sport, and I've been disappointed, I must say.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I have too.
2: He's not completely. really, he's not really shined, has he? He's kind of midpoint and eh, he's solid-ish. It's kind yeah. of like you know, there are people who are uh, behind him, absolutely, but he's not. Yeah, he absolutely hasn't. He hasn't shined, has he?
0: Um, I mean, in fairness, it's a little bit almost, dare I say it, Bottas-esque, right? Where he came in you know, in, in that junior team was, you know, was everybody was excited about him coming into the sport. Mm. Had a you know a couple of stellar you know uh, uh, drives early on then you know okay he's not in a championship winning car but he's in you know he's up there with the big boys
2: but ricardo's yeah. been on the, ricardo's been on the on the podium exactly
0: twice. yeah yeah you've
2: got to be there you got to take those opportunities yeah. as well and, and he hasn't put himself in that position now fair enough he had uh, you know he had uh, um some was uh, that failure this weekend was it was it gearbox failure he had
1: uh, yes, it was. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah
2: gearbox yeah. failure he had this weekend. So, not all down to him. but uh, Drive
1: shaft failure, I think it was. Drive shaft.
2: But, yeah. but he's just... He, 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 you're right, Adam. And I think he's he's really uh, shined that. That year out, the cars clearly um, hurt him a little bit. Yeah, oh, no, I
1: agree. I agree. So, um, Lewis uh, took two more records this th- this weekend. So, as he goes along, you know, all these different and strange records are all falling for him now. So, he has now the... 72nd victory with one constructor, uh, which is now uh, one ahead of Michael Schumacher, obviously. Um, and he's now won at 29 different tracks, which is. You know, and laps,
0: I laps. think, didn't he also pass up the laps led? Yeah, is that no,
1: it? no, no. So he reached 5,000 laps led. But Schumacher's on five thousand one hundred and twenty, I think, something
0: like that. Yeah, but I thought I thought he reached five thousand laps led halfway through that race. I thought by the end of the race he would be in front. No, maybe not.
1: No, because Sh- if Schumacher's on five thousand one hundred and twenty, there was only like eighty laps in the race. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought, I
0: thought, I thought Schumacher was on like five thousand
1: eleven. No, or no, it, 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 he's he, he, he's only got a couple of races to go, and if he doesn't okay. lead them, he will. But yeah, the big thing in that was that it was five thousand. Laps led, yeah. Again, okay. it's just you know. Gotcha.
2: It, it's still quite a lot, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yes, it
1: certainly it's is. A good number. Isn't it? It's, a, <laughs> it's a huge number, really. <laughs> a, Another start from Imola now is that Vettel has now got a full year without a podium. Ooh. Which is devastating. It's devastating. devastating. Leclerc's yeah. been on there a couple of times. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there you done, go. Well. What was done. what
1: was Vettel's last podium? Do you know? Could start playing the countdown music here.
2: Mexico last year?
0: Adam, what do you reckon? Mm. Don't know. Mexico last year. Don't Don't know. Adam, Rich. Oh, Mexico good shout. Well done. There we go. Good man. show. Well done.
1: That was a good show. Okay. And one more little quiz question. So about the Imola track. Who had their first podium at Imola in 2004? So it was their first ever podium
2: Ooh. Was it Kimi Raikkonen?
1: Okay, Rich You have disappointed me
2: Oh, I'm sorry
1: And the reason why you've disappointed me Go on Is because It was J- Schumacher Nope, it was Rich's favourite ever driver
2: It was a J.B. wasn't it?
1: Jensen Button
2: was it really? <laughs> it
1: there was, we go. Yes. <laughs> I I pop, I pop that little question for you, Rich, just in case you know. Bless
2: you. Well you got it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it, basically everything's, you know, all about hungry hungry to
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. 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 So anyway, on to the race. And um, we've we've slightly covered it, but let's get this out of the way before we go into everything else. And that is let's do strolls weekends. Oh god. And that was he qualified so a quick summary, he qualified in the fifteenth. He hit Ocon on the first lap and broke his front wing. Um and then when he came in under the safety car, he overshot his pit box and hit a mechanic and then ended 13th. So that's done. Let's get it out of the way. Let's not speak about it anymore. What a driver that <laughs> man is. Okay. so Let's let's go on to Mercedes. So they wrapped up their seventh consecutive constructors championship uh at this track, which is just an amazing amazing achievement um yeah. and they've now um because max retired um they will now be guaranteed a seventh constructors and drivers championship because uh, now it's only between bottas and hamilton yeah um so uh yeah it, it just well <clears throat> amazing so so i, I don't know I, if any of you got any ideas what do you think the secret of the successes for Mercedes? Because it's not just about having the best engine. It's really not. You know, teams can muck up while having a fast car. Look at Ferrari the last couple of years. You know, what is the I, secret of success? I think the leadership. Issues,
2: yeah, exactly leadership. that. Yeah,
0: leadership. It's, yeah, I, I think a, a huge part of that. I mean, not you can't put it all down to one person, but that huge. I mean, the seven titles, a hundred and four poles, a hundred wins. Yeah, and every time, I and I. I Every time I hear Toto Wolf speak, I'm just mesmerized. Like his 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 leadership philosophies and the way he just clearly sets up everything around him and around that team, yeah, he's or amazing. second or second to none. And, on. and, and every, he, every
2: you're absolutely right, Adam. He, he, every time he speaks of the two thousand people back at Bratley, everybody in the team. Hamilton says it's ingrained in Hamilton as well. Every time he's on the radio, he's every time he wins, he says. Just thank you, guys. It's such a privilege to work with you. Yeah. He's always talking about the people back at the factory. He's always talking about everybody else in that team. And uh, Toto was was interviewed on the weekend, and 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 they were kind of saying that they were sort of saying, "Look, you've done it again," and you know, you're a big part of this. And he's just like, "No, no, no, I have to correct you. I'm 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 a part of it, but you know, every single person has their has their their job, uh, and, and and yeah, it, it, it's such." a well-oiled and must yeah. be such a positive group uh, to be a part of. It must and be it, really
1: and it's a great culture there because there's, there's a no-blame culture, isn't it? So, you know, F- Ferrari in, in, in history of being guilty of, you know, something goes wrong, they go after a man and then, you know, sack them and then... Got to uh, have a scapegoat. Right. Got to have a scapegoat. Whereas, whereas you know, there had the, Mercedes have made mistakes in the past and those people are not afraid to own up to say, I made a mistake, here's why I made the mistake... And then the Mercedes the leadership team can take that mistake because it's honest, and they know about it, and they can make improvements to make sure that doesn't happen again.
2: It, it's uh, a philosophy hey, it's that I've, I've worked and, for a number of businesses over the years, and it's a philosophy that really a lot of leaders in the world need to take uh, yeah, need to take on board because. you, yeah. you that's the only way, you, you know, you win together and you lose together and yeah. everybody has their part to
0: well, play. Well, plus, if, if, if you're always, if you rule by fear and, and, and your, you know, your, your employees are afraid of making a mistake, then yeah. they're not going to be innovative, right? Exactly. They're not going to be innovative. They're not, they're, they're not going to think outside the box. They're not going to take a risk on the day where they go, you know what? Let's roll the dice because yeah, yeah. we, we know that if we do the same thing, we're going to yeah. get the same result. Let's try something different. Hey, it worked. Hey, it didn't work. Either way, I'm still on a job come Monday morning. Yeah,
1: exactly. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if there is, but I'm sure there'll be you know studies in the future and a and a TED talk about it. You know, about about how a company can learn from a team like Mercedes in F1 and things like that. Really, it's they are real, yeah, real leaders in that way, aren't they? Well,
2: let's let's hope Toto is listening to this podcast as possibly our fourth person that's listening to it and yes. he knows that he's got a he's got I'll a, send it to him. A, he's got a ted career coming up you know he could he could do that circuit for years
1: <laughs> he has I'll, <laughs> I'll send it on to him or i've
2: lost many an hour on youtube watching ted talks it's fantastic i'll but get, yeah, Brim, I'll,
1: yeah, get I'll get brimo it. from dougasane radio to uh email it off to toto wolf that'd be fine. fantastic yeah um <laughs> okay so 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 you had um uh lewis uh winning the race um and i think again it's it's another thinking race from lewis Um, So from the start, you know, Bottas and uh, and Max um, got ahead of him. Um, Lewis didn't, very maturely, didn't try to just just overtake there and then, because he knew it was difficult to um, overtake Imola. He knew it was difficult to follow and probably chew up his tyres. And again, I think he just sat back, you know, saved some of that tyres. When Max Verstappen came in to pit, that obviously pulled the trigger and Mercedes had to um, react the next lap. So then Bottas came in, and then Lewis was straight on it to say, right, don't pit me. I've got loads left in my tyres, and he pumped in a load of qualifying laps. And he even said, I've got 10 laps. I've easily got 10 laps, and he was pumping them in. And by the time the virtual safety car came, he was already enough ahead that had that safety car not happened, he would have actually Quite yeah. possibly It would have been close But quite possibly Would have won the, won the race anyway yeah. I,
0: mean, I think I, I think I think without that Virtual safety car He stays out Another five yeah, Six laps That's what I was and thinking go, And goes on to softs And yeah, then, it's, then it was Absolutely game over Yeah possible. I think he's, I think I think he also realised That the stats were on his side Because no finished driver Has ever won a Grand Prix Yeah really.
2: That's
0: right. That's right. No, I to be fair, it.
2: yeah. To Valtteri <laughs> has joined a, a, an illustrious cast <laughs> of Kimi Raikkonen <Reich> and, <laughs> and Mika Hakkinen, who started on pole and not won it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, that that mid portion of the race from Hamilton was. Abso- that's when you see a guy who who knows. You know the gun has gone off mid point in the race. He you knew what he was waiting for. You're absolutely right, Dan. He 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 looked after his tyres because he knew when Valtteri died it was going to dive in the pits. Because yeah. Verstappen was all over him. Yeah, he, that he, that was his time to go. And and you know the old adage it was hammer time. And those laps he put in were just he just kept seeing the gap grow because you know it's a long pit lane in this. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, 27 seconds to get in and and get out. And he stretched that out to around 28 seconds and you sit there going, well, he's done it. And obviously then got the virtual safety gap. I agree with you, Adam had that VSC not happened. He'd have been out for another two, three, four laps made that, you know, a, a comfortable 30, 32 second gap. And then come in and giving giving his guys enough time to do a comfortable pit stop, yeah. uh, and get him out.
1: Now, to be fair to Bottas, he was hampered by some Ferrari debris that got yep. lodged into his uh, um, air ducts on the on the on the first lap, I think. Um, and it's a I don't know if you've seen a picture of it. It's a hefty old piece, you know. Yeah, it, it was. It? Yeah. It's a big big was it. Mm, yeah, big old piece was stuck
2: in there. Yeah.
1: So so that really did hamper his race a bit. Um, now people might be thinking, well, in the last race, Bottas wasn't allowed to change tactics, so why was Lewis allowed to be left out and apparently, and, and Total, um cleared this up and said that because Lewis was behind a Red Bull they had several options the drivers were given several options before the race that if they were behind Max they can change the strategy so I think if Lewis was behind Bottas then they would have been given the same strategy. But because mm. there was a Red Bull in, 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 in between, the team wanted to go for a 1 2,
0: yeah. so
1: therefore that's why Lewis was given the different sort of alternative strategy. It, you know, it could look like they were favouring Lewis there, but actually it was the circumstances because there yeah. was a Red Bull in the way, I think.
0: And in, and in fairness, the only strategy change was a slightly longer stint. He went onto the same tyres as R3 did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. he went medium hard. So.
1: Yeah, no, definitely and um, yeah so, so so red bull unfortunately lost the fight to the championship this weekend um so max was well he qualified very well and he was you know he was he was challenging uh, bottas for for the lead you know it wasn't as if they were fading in the race that red bull is a quick car now it, you know it really is a quick car in max's hands um unfortunately without any um warning he had catastrophic tire failure and ended up you know uh, deep in the gravel track, which yeah. was really, really unfortunate, because um, you know he he he'd taken Bottas at that point as well, so he you know he he was in yeah. seconds. Um, yeah. Whether he could hunt down Lewis or not, we don't know, and I suppose we will we will now Never know.
2: Um,
1: Alex Al Albon, so spent most of the race in the midfield. <laughs> he stayed out under the safety car to. Gained track position, and then on the restart on cold tires, he spanned the car and ended up you know at, at the back of the grid in fifteenth it's really just i mean that car 's so hard to drive for someone like Albon. it 's such a shame, but do you, do you now I think this is the end
0: i can 't see it yeah i, I, I don 't see how it isn 't to be fair and I, and, and, you know, and Christian Horner's definitely changed his tune in the way he talks about Auburn over the last week or two i know. Um, but... But
1: Red Bull haven't been shy in the past and make, make mid-season changes, have they? And they haven't done. So you know, he, he still has got some back in there.
2: Well, it's, immater- sure. it's I think it's a bit immaterial now because you know they're, they're not going to get it between Lewis and Bottas for what it's worth of the title. Um, you know, so I don't think there's anything to really gain from swapping now. But
1: Wouldn't you give somebody at least a couple of races now where it doesn't matter? Time in that car. Ready for next year? I know that you know slight changes next year, but but who do they
2: change to? Everybody else is a known well. Kvyat and and Gasly are known quantities. Gasly's not going to go back in that car. We spoke about that the other week, definitely. Um, You know, and everybody else, there'd be there'd be contractual issues of getting getting them in that car. So, so
1: okay, so next year then, so who do you reckon will be in that second seat?
2: Sergio Perez.
1: Do you?
2: Because I I think I think the decision to pursue Honda's IP. Despite many the, the many billions from selling fizzy drinks, um, I think it's you know somebody turning up with some uh, good sponsorship and backing is going to be helpful. Um, and he's he, you know they need somebody in that second seat. What what what? Christian Horner, you know, uh, and the team can look at uh, uh, Verstappen and all their eggs in that are in that Verstappen shaped basket. They need somebody performing in that second car who's going to bring the points home that they're going to challenge. Um, Mercedes, uh, in terms of the constructor 's title and and they 'll be looking over at Ferrari as well. Uh, we, we spoke about it earlier in the year Dan and you know the horse 's head uh, scenario <laughs> rears its head again, and oh you know is, is Benotto going to get binned off he 's not and I think Ferrari are at last looking across the garage going we 've got to do something different, and we 've got to take this on we 've got to own the fact that we haven 't done this particularly well, well
0: yeah i 'm totally with you, rich. I think that um, especially now that Williams seat is closed. Yeah, if they've, if they've truly, because I think I think Perez was 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 heading towards that Williams seat.
2: No, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, with with that door closed, he's still leaving. Um. Uh. Racing Point. So yeah, I think I think Red Bull's a good shout. That's where that's where my money would be.
1: So. Funny enough, when you say about Bonotto, Rich, so apparently he's not going to be at trackside ne- at the next race. He's going to be back at the Ferrari base watching the development of next year's car and understanding what, what's happening. So it kind of shows mm-hmm. that they are serious about next year, obviously. Yeah, I think um, so. Now, I'm going to go slightly different to you two. I think Holkenberg's going to end up in that, in, in, in that race seat. And the reason why is not because I'm clever. It's because I heard something on the weekend that perhaps you may have missed. And that was from Mr. Helmut Marco. And he said that um, he said he, he didn't say that the, the seat was between Perez and 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 Hulkenberg. But what he said was that between Perez and Hulkenberg, the person that would be best suited for that seat would be Hulkenberg because he is more mentally equipped to handle being beaten by Max Verstappen.
0: Oh, oh that's it. That's an interesting comment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. that is so. So therefore, they so they, they want they want their version of Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. They 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 want a rear a rear gunner is just going to sit there and, and bang in the points.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting comment for Marco that was.
0: Yeah, very interesting. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. the other the other interesting comment that came out of Marco um, this weekend was when they were talking about Gasly and about why Gasly wasn't being considered for the Red Bull drive again. And he said that it's because the Alpha Tori team needs to have a leader because he's going to have a much younger driver next to him next, next year. Right, okay. Mm. Essentially, ruling out Kvyat as having a drive. Yeah. So it so could I be think-
1: Albon, or it could be the... Hold It'll a be a
0: driver. Yeah, Yuki Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki. Yeah, that's I th-
2: right, yeah. I think that's it will it. be the Japanese. Like, I think Albon was yeah. almost almost on his way to Formula E anyway at some point. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately, I don't think we'll see Albon in an F1 car next year. And, and obviously, you know, probably not Daniel Danny Kvyat Yeah.
1: There you go. So McLaren, quite a quiet race, really, ended up um seventh and eighth. But uh, you know, it's certainly again, it's an improvement from other seasons and they, uh, I think they're going to be all right. And obviously, as we know, they've got the Mercedes engine next year as well. So uh, I think they've put the eggs in next year's basket now. And looking for I that think to they have. And and think, yeah.
2: yeah, that could be a very, very, very sharp car next year. I, think.
1: I mean, they also are, in, a, you know, and it means a lot of money in the, in, in the Constructors' uh, uh, Championship. There's one point between McLaren, Racing Point and Renault. So Renault are one point ahead and mm. Racing Point and McLaren are the same point. So there's a very, very close battle there going on, which is great. Yeah. So coming on to Renault, Um so uh Ricardo um obviously got a, another podium which is which is great to see Renault getting podiums now. Um slightly helped by the um uh, safety car and when Perez uh, pitted. So Perez was odds on for that for that um uh, um podium place really but uh yeah so so what do you think of the decision for Racing Point to bring Perez in under that safety car?
0: Daft.
2: I think that was daft decision. It's a track position, you know. It's, it's a narrow track, track. Perez looks after his tires, well, he always has done. He's he's not an easy person to overtake. And I think, yeah, he was on old t- older tires, but you you know, track position at that point's got to be king.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was um, I was actually a little bit more confused by Perez's comments after the race, um, and you know, publicly questioning why they did why they pitted him. Um, you know, almost as if to say, you, know, you should have left me out, you know, and uh, and gone for it instead of you know pulling me in and just knowing where. But we But he were could have communicated at the time, couldn't he? Well, yeah, but but if you actually listen to his radio messages, they initially they kept him out, right? And he came he came on the radio and said, "Are we sure that's the right decision?"
1: Yeah, uh, and,
0: and, and then they pulled him in. So, dude, yeah, like you can't you can't mm. question them keeping you out and then blame them. When they yeah, bring yeah. you in, like, no, where, is, where, where is that coming from? That's, I mean, that seemed a little bit, you know... Uh, I, think,
1: I think it's obviously shown to be a daft decision, but it's one of those things where, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And at the end of the day, they were... Perez was essentially at the head of everyone else, apart from the two mercs out, out in front. So they're going past the pit first, aren't they? So they're the ones who have to make a decision... And people behind them can react off their decision. So, normally, everyone pits under a safety car because you know it's kind of a free pit stop. But um, yeah, so you know, Perez comes in, and the other drivers behind him kind of take the advantage and and don't come in. Do the opposite, I suppose.
2: Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, we'll gloss over what "normally" means, Dan. you was... <laughs> know.
1: It's just normally, isn't it?
2: You know? <laughs> yeah. Normarily, Sorry,
1: it, it means normarily, So
2: you know. <laughs> You're just making words up now, mate. I, I, honestly, I, I, I didn't realise that, that that radio communication had, had happened. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know whether the, the, the thing in the back of his mind was they obviously knew Max Verstappen had had a blowout and whether they were thinking that tyres were you know, older tyres. Well, that's right. I, I, limit...
1: think it, I think it was the right decision to be made at the head of that chain was the right decision because of the blowout, etc. But it proved to be wrong in a way because the others did something different, risked it, but but yeah. got away with it, I suppose. But yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't think you could be too harsh on the on the racing point team for that, really. Um. Okay. So on to Alpha Tauri. Uh, quick question: What is Alpha Tauri?
0: You mean translated?
1: No. So Alpha Tauri, obviously, it, it, it is the lead sponsor of effectively what is Toro Rosso. Yeah. Right. so Alpha Tauri are a company. What are they? What do they do?
0: So no
2: slightly less good fizzy drinks.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. They are a clothing brand. Oh. There you go. Are they really? Yeah, yeah they are. it's an Italian clothing brand, I think, apparently. So no. there you go. So anyway, you had Gasly, uh, you know, qualified in, in, in fourth. Um, but, you know, very early on, had a coolant failure, which had a you know, a huge groan from everyone who likes Formula 1, I think, yeah. at that time. Really shame. We've spoken about how strong the, the, the team is currently. Uh, Kvyat had a, you know, a storm and finish, and then up fourth, um, but I think we all agree there, perhaps it's too little too late to uh, save his seat, um, particularly in in what um, Helmut Marko said as well about having a younger driver next to Gasly next year. So yeah, so you had Gasly uh, did not finish, and Kvyat finishing in fourth. So race and points, so we'll skip over Lance Strogs. We've already discussed him. Yep. Um, so Perez, possibly driver of the day, um, and we've discussed the, the decision to uh, you know, bring him in under the safety car and whether that was correct or not. So he ended up sixth in the end. Um, Alfa Romeo, so you had a double points finish for Alfa Romeo. You had yeah, right in, in ninth. And good
2: showing for him. Yeah,
1: yeah and Giovinazzi in tenth. Mm. Um, I, I don't know about you, Alfa Romeo always seem to be just seem to have quiet races. They seem to be there, or there about sort of 10, 11, 12, probably battling with Vettel most of the time.
2: I think um, they've got it shows you that their driver lineup. I mean, we, you know, sort of said that Giovanazzi, I think he's improved actually quite a bit over the last few races. He's clearly taking pointers off Raikkonen and, and, you know, he's able to keep it at pace and on, you know, pointing in the right direction. So, yeah,
0: definitely. You know, plus he, uh, he, he kept up his streak of gaining at least one place on the first lap every yeah. race. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then the Haas, you
1: had uh, Magnussen who ended up retiring. Um, it was an electronic issue which was causing an aggressive upshift that was banging the back of his head um, and causing a huge headache for him. Um, so they ended up retiring the car. Um, now, Martin Brundle was really critical of this <laughs> yeah. because, because he, was. he was like, you know, I, I raced in the early days of, <laughs> of F1 where, you know, you, you went through a colossal pain every single race. You need to just get on with it um i i don't i don't know what to think about that yes the old days were you know when men were men but you can only race with the stuff you've got and the environment you're in but well, i don't know what's your quick view on that
0: i think it's just martin brundle being martin brundle and yeah a little bit a little bit of tongue in cheek and he he loves to get the jabs in and, you know he loves yeah, to he have does. that kind of you know
2: he does uh, like to remind people oh, a lot more right, dangerous more right, devil, right you know? back
0: yeah Back in yeah. my day, I used to walk uphill to school both ways in the snow in the,
1: in the yeah. summer and that kind of stuff. You know He I mean? is great, Martin Brando. He, 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 I love him. Yeah, love him. I mean, Magnuson, of the radio did say, you know, this is my job, I will stay out if you if you need me. Yeah, to. he did. But, um, yeah, he did. But then again, you know, also. You know concussion protocols and stuff. You didn't actually know what damage it, it was doing, so I, I think it was, it was right to. to I think really
2: it was. Minute. I think it was more a case of what damage it's doing to the gearbox and the drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So you had K. Mag obviously did not finish, and Grosjean finished in fourteenth, and then Williams. So Williams, you had uh, Latifi finishing eleventh, and Russell did not finish, Ugh. which was heartbreaking. So <laughs> he was running in the points. Um, it's quite possible that he could have scored points his first ever f1 points this yeah. year and um, well in, in his career and then he's leading the train under the safety car and then he just bins it into the wall oh just and you could see <laughs> what it did to him emotionally he was just it had memories of mika hakkinen you know when he had a crash um i, I think it might be that him as well but yeah it just heartbreaking to see him just destroyed um
2: yeah he was fairly distraught at the point, and and you know, obviously there was that that footage of him, you know, sat on the grass up against yeah. the wall, knowing that he was on for a points finish. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's had he's been tweeted by both Lewis Hamilton and Roman Grosjean, who have both said to him, "Look, you know, both made, you know, I've made mistakes, and you will get over it, and you will be a stronger driver." He's had that support. Um, you know, I think Lewis is doing his sort of Mercedes kind of team leadership yeah. bit there. Um, and you know, Grosjean's had well a number of instances juice from in his career, <laughs> shall we say? Um, so that might make him feel a little bit better. But, but but interestingly, overall, certainly on social media, the response to George Russell binning it in a fairly what what appears to be a fairly you know odd and silly mistake, and you yeah. know, cold tires on an F1 car heading downhill. You saw how quickly it snapped. Uh, you know, I've said it before. Anybody thinks they could get an F1 car to do one lap of a track oh, and put yeah. else on it is kidding themselves. They just couldn't do it. Um, you know, um, you know, he's had a lot of sympathy, I think, and a lot of people. In comparison to Albon, who made a you know, a mistake under more pressure, and yep. he's been just roundly. Criticised by everybody of, well, you you, know, you shouldn't really be in F1 well, and all the rest of it. So the response I think's been been interesting. Yeah, George Russell I think is going to bounce back from it. He will learn from it, and we know what a prodigious talent he is. And he's a, he's you know he's certainly one of my uh, favourite of the new of the new crop of drivers. But um, yeah, he was pretty distraught after the race. yeah.
1: I mean, there's been comparisons to to uh, Roman Grosjean being it in back of under the safety car into the wall, and people yeah. have been saying that when Roman. Grosjean did it you know everyone thought what an idiot when Russell's done it everyone's been on his side but I think it's all about context you know when when Grosjean been into the wall it's come on come from a history of him making lots and lots of mistakes like that really Russell's career has been pretty faultless up to now yeah so that's why you can I think get on the side of it and 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 think yeah these mistakes do happen I personally think it could be a good thing you know it's one of these things where people learn from times like this and, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of his learning process, which is why Mercedes don't have him in the Merck right now, which is why they've placed him in a Williams, so he can actually yeah. you know, learn his craft yep. there and, and make these mistakes under slightly less pressure, I suppose. Yeah, agreed. And, yeah, so just to, just to finish off the the, the, the team roundups, so you, you have Ferrari, so Vettel in 12th outside the points again. Um, he hit Magnussen on the first opening lap. Um, another, another day to forget. So well, already. to be fair
2: to to be fair to Vettel, the thirty seven, however many second pit stop it was, you know, the it was about 10 second delay he had with his pit crew. Yeah, that's true. Didn't help. Didn't help. So uh, that's true. I think he I think he was on for a points finish had that yeah, pit stop about happened.
1: Not hitting someone also kind of helps also. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that's nah. that's a, that's also a thing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
1: <laughs> but particularly when you've got Leclerc, you know, going around in in, in,
0: in fifth. So, and yeah. again, a, a very good drive from
2: Leclerc. Leclerc's, Leclerc, yeah, he's he's driving his, the His running.
1: over
0: his overtake on Magnussen before Magnussen retired was
2: fantastic.
0: Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was.
1: So, Rich, so Adam, you were here last week. So, our guesses from last week. So, I guessed at it being. Lewis Verstappen and I almost went Ricardo and I wish I did now, but I went Leclerc. Now you went Lewis Verstappen Bottas. And as we know it finished Lewis Bottas Ricardo. So we weren't far off. And you I'm know, really Verstappen was running that second second place. So had he not had a blowout, yeah, we weren't far off, were really, we reckon? No. Um okay, so On the weekend of the 13th and the 15th uh, to the 15th of November, we go to Istanbul. We go to Turkey, and I must say, I absolutely love this track. Um, What do you guys know about this track? Are you looking forward to it?
0: I'm looking forward. I look. I'm. I'm all about it. I. I I can't wait. Every. Every single weekend. I mean, I've. I've actually really enjoyed you know uh, uh this this season as a whole and you know touching back on something that, we, that we, you mentioned at the beginning of the weekend at the beginning of the podcast rather i'm, I'm just loving these these uh, visits back to circuits we haven't been to in in some time the lack of data the compressed weekends it's just kind of every every weekend is it has been great for me so yeah i'm absolutely looking forward to it yeah yeah definitely
1: um i mean that I think it's turn 11, the, that colossal speed turn 11 is just immense. And, and yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's gonna be great seeing the cars go in there again.
2: Absolutely looking forward to it. It's it is a good circuit, as you say, it's fantastic. So,
1: yes, so Bottas is still in the championship fight. And um, so, we go to Turkey,
2: just
1: um, so for the rest of the season, yeah, just so for the rest of the season, there's still 104 points available and um, up for grabs. So, Bottas needs to outscore Hamilton. By eight points in Turkey, to maintain the fight going, mm-hmm. I think Hamilton is going to get Grand Champion. I agree on that weekend.
2: I think he I could be right. I think
1: it's got to be. So, the last race at, at Turkey was in two thousand and eleven. Um, do we? So, do we know who's won the most times in Turkey?
2: Oh, who's won the most times? Yeah, the
1: most times. It's three times they've won there, and I was surprised at the answer. It's not someone that I would have guessed.
2: Hmm.
0: Jensen Button. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. It
2: I'm going to go for, I think, if it's a surprise, Felipe Massa.
1: Yes, Felipe Massa. Good shout. Good wow, shout.
0: great. Good shout. That is a good really?
2: shout. Those, yes, those years he was. he was, you know... The Fernando is faster than the other years. He was he was yeah, backing yeah. up Alonso. He was, it was, yeah.
1: it was very
2: consistent.
1: Now three drivers currently on the grid have won in Turkey. Who are they? Bettel. Correct. Hamilton. Correct.
2: Rikenham. Gotta be there.
1: We go. Yeah, it's gotta yeah, be. In there. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be the the, the, the three the old boys. Drivers. <laughs> yeah, the three old boys. It's funny seeing Lewis as an old boy now, isn't it? Really. But well, yeah, there it's you been go. There so anyway, so uh, thanks for uh, uh joining us, uh, Rich and Adam and everyone else. Um, so hope you join us next time out in Turkey. Um, so you can follow us on the at lights underscore F one on Twitter or at Dougie's own Radio or at Season Tickets. DSR. So,
0: guys, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Have fun. See you in Turkey. Goodbye to everybody.
2: And, uh, you know, uh, we'll uh, see you after Turkey. And, Adam, let's let's see what happens over the next 24 hours in your wonderful home state, Pennsylvania. Um,
0: I'm I'm ready to break out the scotch and have a late night watching the results come in. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So, it's
1: goodbye from us and uh, drive safely. It's Formula One.
2: Bye-bye.